This is Randy Zuckerberg, and you're in the Crypto Cafe with Randy Zuckerberg. Here in this cafe, we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things happening in tech disruption, crypto, NFTs, metaverse, artificial intelligence, you name it. We dive into it in this show with the experts. Today, you're in for a treat. One of my absolute favorite products at the intersection of physical goods, NFTs, digital art, uh, is Infinite Objects. And we are here today with Joseph Saavedra, the founder of Infinite Objects. Joe, thank you. It's such a delight to have you here. I've been such a fan for a long time, and now here you are uh, in in our virtual crypto cafe. Thanks so much for having me, Randy. Really pleasure, huge pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, I've, I've listened to several episodes. You guys are always talking about great stuff. So yeah, happy to well, be here. Thanks. And uh, I, you, speaking of great stuff, I, I have infinite objects in my home, in my office, and I, I can't wait for our listeners to fall in love with the product as much as I do. Uh, but before we get into that, if we were in a real cafe together and not just a virtual metaverse crypto cafe, where would we be? What would we be drinking together? Set the scene. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I enjoy, uh, to be honest, I'm not a big coffee drinker. Uh, I, I recently started dabbling in some, uh, in some coffee, just, just for the caffeination elements, but, uh, but I love tea. I'm like, even, (laughs) yeah, right now I'm drinking uh, oat milk, uh, Earl Grey tea, uh, cold, uh, iced, if you will. Yeah. Well, I, I love it. Um, so walk us through the journey of infinite objects. What is it? How does it work? Like how did, what was the inspiration? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, maybe it does uh, make sense to kind of talk a little bit about my background and then how I started the company that really, uh, you know, spawned the genesis of the concept and then, you know, moving into to actually building a company. Um, my background is in in hardware and software development. I've been uh, building products and, and prototyping and um, really operating in the world of creative technology since grad school. So I went to Parsons uh, I got an MFA in design and technology there uh, back in 2010. I graduated, which is crazy. Um, and, you know, I was really just completely obsessed with building stuff. And almost all of it was useless and weird stuff. Um, but uh, a lot of it was also very pragmatic. In fact, the first product I developed was an open source air quality monitor. Uh, it was uh, in the in the time of Internet of Things, if you remember when IoT was the hottest buzzword uh, in the early 2010s. And um, and then I started really just jumping into creative technology in general. And in New York City, um, there's a huge, huge, you know, advertising and marketing space for experiential marketing and, and creative tech in general. And uh, I was doing a lot of that kind of corporate stuff and, and really working on interactive installations and experiences for brands and for events. But eventually got really sick of uh, of always reporting to or building projects for, you know, a chief marketing officer at, at whatever brand or at an agency and, and really decided I want to be building things for people. And, and instead of having a client, I'd much rather have a customer and really think about what that customer experience, uh, you know, is and, and how do we. Uh, you know, turn could, you know, potentially turn that into its own business. And so I started working with a small studio, a product studio um, in the East Village. And one of our biggest partners uh, was Giphy. This is um, around 2016, um, 2016, 2017. And 
we were building a lot of interesting experiments in AR and in VR, launched a few different apps with Giphy, um, and really thinking about how we experience moving image and, and video content uh, in new ways, right? Ways that are not just on your laptop, in the browser, or in an app. And so uh, one of the, the kind of paths that I started uh, managing there was around hardware and thinking about devices that are not multi-purpose devices, that are not gadgets, but instead are single-purpose devices for experiencing, valuing, um, selling, collecting digital content. And, and one of those prototypes uh, became what, what the, the really the thesis of Infinite Objects is, um, which is just that a design object that is meant to uh, experience and value one piece of content. Now that content could be 24 hours long, but the critical element behind Infinite Objects, and I'll describe the product now, is that it can never be changed by the end user. We call it a video print. So it is an LCD display that plays, uh, again, video content on loop forever. And it can never be changed. As I said, it is it is immutable, similarly to the blockchain. Uh, it can never be updated in, a, in in terms of the content itself. So the uh, the idea here in, you know, I founded the company in 2018 uh, and really raised uh, the first meaningful round in 2019 um, before I started really building out the team and, and launching the company at the end of that year. but had really um, defined three different uh, kind of categories. I guess before that, I'll describe the product a little bit further in detail since this is audio only. Um, Perfect. It is an LCD display. We, we have three different sizes. Um, our most popular designs are actually housed in an acrylic block, right? So what I mean by that is uh, it's literally a rectangle, uh, very, very minimal in terms of the, the design itself, and even more minimal in terms of user experience. As I mentioned, the content can never be changed. This is not a, a, a product that has even a single interface. There's not a button or a switch anywhere on the product. It turns on in your hands when you take it out of the packaging. That kind of magical moment is something that I'm really obsessed with and something that our customers love to post about, um, you know, that they're unboxing experiences. But again, if you can imagine acrylic block that can be very highly customized, um, but uh, has a very modern and very kind of elevated feel it does not look like a tablet right even though our display sizes the most common ones are five seven and ten inch displays i, I refer to them as a framed baseball card a framed postcard or a framed magazine uh, in terms of our core SKUs, we, we do have a couple larger ones but um these are uh, again feel very collectible feel very elegant and uh and again magical they really are surprising and, uh, and they are all about celebrating one piece of content. Mm. Last thing I'll say is that that content could go, runs the gamut, right? And, and when I founded the company, I really identified three verticals that we still, to, even to this day, are focused on. Um, the first one being art. And that's what we launched with. And art is obviously, as, as you've seen with, the, with NFTs, like art is always, in my opinion, where all new ideas come from. And the lens, I think, that explaining new ideas is just always makes the most sense. So the idea of saying this is a one piece of artwork is video artwork that you can collect. It has scarcity. We were literally hand numbering and the artists were hand signing that first collection that we launched with uh, in 2019 with the new museum. We collaborated with some curators. Um, it's, it has scarcity, it has provenance. As I mentioned, like literally the artists were hand signing them. 
Um, and they're very collectible, right? These are things that can be sold for you know hundreds of dollars or even thousands of dollars. We've seen uh, infinite objects sell for on eBay. And so uh, that concept, again, of scarcity and provenance and, and the collectability uh, really played beautifully, obviously, when NFTs uh, started to explode in 2020, 2021. Um, but also, uh, we're at the foundation of our concept. We're doing it with hardware, obviously. The second audience is user-generated content. The idea to uh, be able to print a video of your kids' first steps, of your wedding, of your vacation, um, is really valuable, especially with the rise of TikTok, Instagram stories. Video is how we record our lives. But you've never been able to gift a TikTok. And that's what our product enables a, a lot of our customers to do. It's a big part of our, our direct-to-consumer revenue. The third one is entertainment, uh, sports, any kind of popular culture. There's so many uh, beautiful moments in the world. And, and also, when you think about brands today, video is what they're investing in. Video is how they're telling their story. And it, this becomes a new uh, way to distribute their content, a new way to monetize their content, and a new way to collect, connect with their audiences. So yeah, that's uh, that's Infinite Objects in kind of a medium-sized uh, brief. Love it. And um, I know, you know, I, the reason I love it so much is because, um, you know, so many of incredible art pieces that you might want to collect, like have motion, especially as, as we get into artificial intelligence and NFTs and digital art. Um, and it's really hard to capture that in a way that feels authentic. But I think that infinite objects, like you said, it's so it's minimal, but it allows you to ca really capture the essence of a piece of art and, and see that motion and bring it to life. So it's, it's really exciting. I'm curious, what was, what was your first even like, moment that got you into web three at all like you was it like did you buy crypto did you get an nft did you hear about it from a friend like what even piqued your interest in the first place yeah great question i mean you know as a as a developer and a and a technologist i like always am interested in the newest things i will always be testing out different libraries and projects and, and products um i think the first time i bought crypto was probably 2016 I opened a Coinbase account and started uh, just, you know, checking it out and understanding a little bit about, you know, what it, what Bitcoin and Ethereum where I was focused on those two and also Stellar Lumens. I really love it. Man. But um, uh, my first NFT was a CryptoKitty I bought in 2019. And in fact, actually, there was a company called Digital Objects that was tokenizing artwork. They were not using the word NFTs. They were just calling them digital, uh, digital objects is what they called them. And, uh, and those were ERC-721 tokens. That was in 20, early 2020, I think. By late 2020, I had acquired my first CryptoPunk. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was relatively early in, in the scene and, and certainly saw the connections between what we were doing in terms of uh, creating scarcity, creating provenance, and making digital content collectible. Uh, but obviously, again, we're doing it with hardware and a physical object that is very understandable. And I, I definitely saw the parallels to to what blockchain was bringing to uh, to artwork in, in NFTs. It's uh, that's awesome, and congratulations on having such a, a great collection. And um, I, I'm curious about. Um, you know, if, if there are any dream collaborations or dream artists that, that you're thinking about as you look into the future of your crystal ball with infinite objects, uh, I know you've, you've worked with Beeple and you've worked with some really incredible um, artists and visionaries in the space. So I'm excited to hear like who else is on your wish list. That is such a good question. 
my wish list is massive. Um, <laughs> I'm so I feel so fortunate that like we've gotten to work with so many incredible artists, especially ones that really embrace the the you know the NFT space. Uh, you know, Beeple was someone I had been following for several years before, uh, at least two years before I started the company. Uh, just because his artwork is so bizarre and, and I love bizarre shit. But he, you know, we when we launched, uh, I was like, okay, we are we represent a new way for these artists who are posting constantly, getting hundreds of thousands of likes, but they're not able to sell their artwork, right? Because especially if it is a moving image artwork, right? That is, you know, you can't really monetize uh, video art on YouTube. Um, and so this, this, we were just pitching to artists constantly, like, Hey, you've got lots of followers. You're, you know, doing super well. Here's a new way to make revenue with your artwork. Um, and, uh, you know, that's always been very important to us that creators are always a part of the, how infinite objects treats their work. And obviously they're always a part of the revenue side of things. And so, uh, Beeple was one of the first people that we had reached out to in early 2020. In fact, uh, before he had, had minted anything and, uh, by, you know, probably the fall of 2020 had sent him a few units and he was like, Oh my God, have you guys heard of NFTs? And they're like, yeah, let's do something. And we collaborated <laughs> with him on his second drop and then worked with him for the following, I don't know, year and a half of, of drops. And, and, um, and since then it's obviously just been a rocket ship in terms of the collaborations we've been doing and, and the, whether that is an artist or a community or a platform or even just projects, it's really been um, uh, amazing. Who is really on my wish list? I like so many popular culture and, and you know, when I say that, I, I really do uh, run the gamut between creators to sports, to athletes. Um, and, and I mean, you know, if I were to go back and even look at our first prototypes, um, I made a Stephen Curry uh, infinite object was like, I think the second prototype I'd made because the idea of a moving player card was just so compelling to me. Uh, I'm a, I love basketball. I love the NBA. And so, you know, we do have an NBA Top Shot collaboration that we launched a year and a half ago. Dapper Labs is an investor where we love uh, the NBA. And so, you know, kind of got to check that off the list. Uh, also made a Serena Williams prototype very early on. And she ended up investing three years later. <laughs> and and I've, I've gotten to meet her as well. So that that is an area where I really love. Music is also a really, really exciting opportunity. I think music collectibles, music memorabilia, we are collaborating right now we're, we're signing a bunch of agreements and deals to, to work on a several things i can't talk about yet but we'll be launching very soon um and then you know in terms of digital art all of my heroes in digital art are the generative artists because that's where i came from like i was in 2009 i was creative coding just building you know animations all in code using processing js maximus p and jitter um that's the world and i have gotten to work with all of my heroes in that space so you know whether that's zach lieberman or uh, Raphael rosendahl a lot of these pioneers uh, some of them took a little bit longer to get into nfts but but we we've collaborated and it's that's that's my favorite it's it's really exciting um, and you have some new, uh, some new features coming out, some new, uh, new exciting things for all of us to look forward to. What? Um, tell us more. Yeah, I think you're probably referring to the API. So we launched an API recently that allows any website platform. It could be an NFT marketplace. It could be a video game um, to actually offer infinite objects of any content that they host dynamically on their platform directly. And so this is like a really exciting thing because essentially we can turn the entire internet 
into a sales channel and make the entire internet printable, uh, right? Whether it's a GIF uh, on Giphy or whether it's a, uh, you know, a video on even potentially YouTube or TikTok, the idea of being able to physicalize or gift that piece of content, we are now enabling. You can uh, certainly reach out to us. We have documentation online and, and we're onboarding new partners uh, almost every day. So it's a really exciting um, opportunity for uh, for the idea of really bringing this concept of printing video to almost any type of content, uh, anywhere you discover it. Joseph, I'm, I'm curious, where do you think even the, uh, just like the, ter the term fidgetal, which I like kind of hate a little bit, but um, like, where do you think we're going with, with the blending of, of, the f of physical and digital art and, and this whole world? Great, great question. Um, so, you know, when it comes to art, I think there's so much to explore from a creative perspective. Um, one of uh, my favorite artists is uh, in the in the in the Web3 spaces, Thank You X. He is coming from a fine art background where he's a painter and uh, traditionally and, and really has been super creative about, you know, first of all, how to blend his practice into a purely digital kind of expression of, of it in, in the NFT world but has been very creative. Uh, most recently, he did a project where he actually tokenized a grid of a singular painting. I think the painting was massive, maybe, I don't know, 12 feet by 12 feet. And uh, and the participation was so so interesting because you would mint uh, what would get you access to a single cell of the painting. Literally, like a cell, like he would grid out the painting and then you could merge different cells that were adjacent. So you could trade or purchase other cells um, that were adjacent to whatever your favorite cell was. And then uh, and then at the end, he actually cut the painting, literally cut it, sliced it, and let you, uh, whatever you merged together, uh, you could actually receive a physical of that, uh, of that section. So like really, really creative in terms of how to use blockchain as a, you know, as a platform and as a, as a way to interact with your audience, with your collectors, with your community. Um, but then actually the results being your participation on chain, uh, resulting in what whatever you you receive. Uh, really, really creative. Um, when we talk more kind of um, uh, pragmatically or practically speaking, I see a really, really important future. And this is something we're working on actively as well, where all of e-commerce and just general consumer uh, behavior is actually, uh, let's see, the best way to put this is, is actually empowered by blockchain um, applications and blockchain interfaces. So not with any kind of active participation needing, for example, a wallet, but the idea of myself as a consumer purchasing regular consumer behavior, whether that is me buying uh, you know, a hoodie at Supreme or buying, uh, you know, a vacuum cleaner on Amazon, but that receipt, that digital receipt, whether that is a certificate of authenticity or your warranty agreement, um, actually is tokenized. And the fact that you purchased it at that point of sale and the fact that you are a consumer, a customer of that brand, all of that being trackable in a way that, again, also protects the consumer, but at the same time creates brand new opportunities for those um, both vendors as well as brands to be able to market, incentivize, and reward uh, their customers 
I think there's a huge, huge, huge opportunity there. And, uh, and one where, you know, we don't need to be calling them NFTs, right? This is just your digital receipt, your certificate of authenticity, your, um, you know, your uh, ticket into a metaverse, your uh, frequent flyer uh, card, right? This kind of thing. So I think that that is where the, the mainstream elements come. But that, again, that's, that's a little bit far from art necessarily. Well, it's uh, it's exciting. Um, in our final moments together, I'd love to hear just a little bit more. But like, if you look into your your crystal ball, what does success look like for you in a few years from now? And um, like, what do you, what do you think we'll be talking about? Well, I mean, as it relates to infinite objects, uh, you know, we're making digital content collectible, and that doesn't necessarily require blockchain. Obviously, it's much more exciting. When you scan the backside of your of your video print and it's showing you exactly what token ID it represents and you can see the history and the provenance of the digital asset like that we will not be stopping at all we're, we're just building more and more tools to enable that including the api but um i think that every time there's a new spider-man movie you're going to walk into a walmart you're going to see uh the spider-man posters the spider-man funko pop dolls and then you'll see the spider-man video prints and, uh, and I think that, you know, in terms of infinite objects, like this idea of collecting video is uh, just the tip of the iceberg and, and just, you know, this generation, no question, video is how they, uh, you know, what content type they love the most. And so, so I'm very excited about, about that for infinite objects. If you're talking broad, more broadly about Web3, we have just, we're just at the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, it's unfortunate that what we've seen in the last two, three years is the headlines being focused around money. Right. They're not focused around innovation. They're not focused around application. Um, and I do think there's so much, uh, so much to explore uh, in terms of what Web3 means for a regular person who doesn't care about a wallet, doesn't care about signing, uh, you know, a smart contract. It's it's really uh, it's the very, very tip of the iceberg. Well, it's uh, I think it's it's uh, we're in an exciting place. We're still so early and uh, um, it's really amazing to be able to chat with the founder of one of my absolute favorite pr uh, products that exists out there. Um, where can people go to reach you and to learn more? Yeah, we're uh, our website's infiniteobjects.com and we're just at infinite objects on every platform. Uh, and yeah, we, we love to connect with new folks. We love to think about ways to collaborate, whether you're a creator, whether you've got a community, whether you, uh, you know, are, uh, are building anything. We, we love collaborating right now. We're in business development mode. So please reach out. Please reach out. Amazing. Uh, Joseph, thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that we can actually meet in real life and have, we don't have to have caffeine together um, or we can chug it if you need some, but uh, it's really a delight to hear your thoughts on the industry and, and where you're heading with infinite objects. So thanks so much for joining us in the cafe. Thanks so much for having me, Randy. An honor to be here. Wonderful. That was Joseph Saavedra, founder of Infinite Objects and uh, truly just one of the most beautiful ways to display um, any kind of art, digital asset, 
credentials, uh, anything that you have that's really meaningful to you. The the products are so so minimalist and so beautiful, um, and really a, a fascinating way to to showcase those things. Thanks for joining us today in the Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. Again, that was Joseph Saavedra, founder of Infinite Objects. Uh, here in the Crypto Cafe, we dive into all kinds of topics related to disruption in technology. We've been talking a lot about AI recently, a lot of topics around the metaverse, um, NFTs, and much more. So tune in next week for a brand new episode. And thanks to my incredible team, Dana and Brian, for all they do. Talk to you next week.